just now is it uh, people from India and uh, Ireland that is uh, listen at my podcast. I thank you for that. Um, I think uh, why it's growing more and more in India is because you you are not uh, frightened uh, and you can understand some of this that I'm talking about that our ancestors is coming back and talk to us uh, that you believe in incarnation and uh, so that's even if the if your ancestors have not come in through you have it uh, from from the start uh, uh, because the that belief is very strong in India, and uh, I think that uh, Ireland maybe is because it's much Catholic, and uh, uh, but the Catholic Church believe that those ancestors that coming back and talk to us. They are demons uh, and the exorcism they do in the Catholic Church. You can find a priest that can help you with that. But that is wrong because it's, they, as you have heard of these people that are coming through, through here to, to my place, they they are not bad. I don't call them demons because they only tell us warnings and some how to live our life and be safe. And um, so I don't understand why why I think it's because they they by themselves are demons. That's why they talking and to put put it on on the other way is to not look at them as demons. So there is uh, I am uh, educated at the university. The, uh, I educated in nineteen ninety a PhD in psychology and. Uh, we have this. Uh, I learn uh, about this that you, that there is people transform their their own knowing on themselves. They try to put it on another person, and uh, that's what it is. Uh, that when they're talking about demons, they don't know what they are talking about. There is uh, there is demons, but not so much, uh, and we pro- we can protect us easily, easily by calling for God to help us. So, and um, but uh, of course, um, 
the devil is very smart. So he fools us and tricks us many times. Today I'm going to talk about Virginia Beach. And um, it's about um, how I come to start, could start to work in the United States. I, was, I have been uh, in uh, three times to the immigration to get a work permit. But the whole time I, I, I got this woman that was from abroad that working there, she always took me and uh, and they, she didn't do anything for me to help me and then uh, one day I um, I come to the immigration and uh, I uh, be uh, uh, very angry I started to lose my patience because uh, it was always this woman and um, and I st- start to talk back to her and then suddenly there come a, a woman and ask uh, what's going on because she heard the discussion and uh, I was angry she heard me be angry and uh, I told this this woman that uh, I have been here three times this is my fourth time and the whole time I don't get any any work permit and I can't can't live like this because I, I can't earn any money so I can live in United States and um, this uh, evil uh, woman she always say that when you can't work you you have to go home and but she didn't know why I was in United States because I was in a mission for for God so that was not that I I wanted to be in United States for economy reason because I have a very good job in, in Sweden and and uh, so that woman she heard it three times and not get any help and she be very angry and uh, she told me that she was the manager for the immigration so suddenly she she took me into her office and uh, she took a picture of me and she didn't know how to do the picture because she was not working with that. So she had to go out and ask ask someone how to do the picture and, and do the card for permission card. And, and she, she was so angry so she did everything on her own and I I got it so um, 
I started to work. I got a job at J.C. Penny in a military circle in, in Virginia Beach. And uh, I was working there for, in the store unit. Uh, I pick up uh, boxes, open up and hang clothes out in, in, the, in the store. And uh, and I uh, um, I, w- I worked there, and uh, one day when when I was at the bus stop, and it was a very very hot day, and it was two thousand two. It's very very hot day, and. Uh, and I saw there was a man sitting uh, down under a tree, and um, and I, I I was not thinking. I only noticed it was a man there, but uh, suddenly when I look at him, it was like shining around him, and then I heard a voice saying to me that I should talk to this man. So I asked him how he he felt uh, in this hot day and he said that uh, if not the bus is coming soon I'm, I'm going to die. It's so warm, he said. And then I, I go up on the bus and I was wondering, I was talking to God inside me. And so, uh, what was that? Uh, it was a voice to say that I should talk to him. And and uh, it was nothing. Uh, and then uh, this man, he uh, was going off the bus before my bus stop was. And... Uh, Suddenly he come to me and say, "Madame, you have you drop a paper," he said to me, and I, I knew that I had not uh, dropped a paper. But I took that paper, and look uh, at the paper, and uh, I I saw that he had re uh, write something on the paper. And I look out in the window uh, at him, and uh, he was like in gold, shining. This man. So I was, I be, I was interested, but I was thinking he is too young for me. He's a young man, and but on the paper it says that. Uh, he wanted to meet me and he and his telephone number. I say I don't. We don't know each other, but uh, would love to to uh, come to know you if you if you want. And he didn't know if I was married or something. Uh, and he didn't absolutely. He didn't know that I was was homeless and uh, 
And so we met one evening, and uh, he was he was so uh, homeless also, and uh, his name was Richard, and uh, we become a couple, and. Uh, I, I I didn't know why we should be together he and I but but I suppose that he that God wanted me to have a support in this uh, uh, time and uh, I thought I should uh, be okay because uh, I I was staying with. Uh, a couple that uh, was in the church and I thought they should help me to get a home and uh, and then I had uh, a job also but it doesn't pay so much so I could rent a place on my own it was only enough to have uh, to could eat and get this pads and a few things and uh, and could uh, travel by the bus it was not much money I had the lowest money in that time I think it was five dollar per hour and I and I had to say to the job that I don't work on Sundays because uh, on Sunday is it for to go to church, so I I prefer to to work a little little less than uh, and uh, focus on God, and and that's a few people that should do that in that situation I was, but that I felt. Like I should not work on Sundays, so th- th- then in that way I got less money, and um, I think I I was working six hour, and uh, so uh, this uh, man that was Richard that he was homeless. Uh, but uh, when he started, he was uh, very much drunk. He he was drinking a lot, and he uh, I didn't know that. But uh, in the end of our, our uh, relationship, I knew he he was doing drugs, and um, so. He he was just crazy, uh, and he was stealing in the store sometimes. And I told him that it can come on me also if you steal in the store. And uh, but he was on drugs and drinking, so it was more that we lived together, but we we were not a couple, and. Um, and he started to to work because he wanted to take care of me and uh, we rent a hotel room 
of this cheap hotel with much drugs and that make it not better much better for him that was on drinking and drugs but he tried to work so and uh, I come to know that it's a uh, it's very very sad because this man Richard he ha- he was so talent talented and uh, I thought he was lying for me when he said that his father was high up in in the military and he he said that he had been in the military also and his father thought he should uh, go come up to the highest level uh, in the military also but he was not that kind of person he was too weak richard and but he was uh, mechanic uh, person for the the air airplane and it was they are called the blue angels is uh, those airplane is those that that uh, flying in the air and uh, uh, do um, arch uh, spreading out the color like a US flag in the air and showing you do those shows yeah, and uh, and he was that and and he uh, but he he started to make drugs so they kick him out and he say that often he say how could i be so in, in this place that I am now. I was the month best military on the base, in the Navy base, and uh, and now I I am here homeless and with drugs. So he knew he knew what he what he was doing, but uh, that's sad that he couldn't go away from this addiction uh, because I had done that in in 45 years uh, it showed up that he was not so very young as it looked like he looked young because this uh, golden shining on him uh, and and he looked like he was blonde but he was not blonde for real, it was a an, like an illusion that showed me, and uh, he was dark red hair. Had he? He was not blonde, and um, not so young. He was young. He was eight years younger than me, but not so very younger than I thought. And uh, he started to work, and he got a job. Uh, and he was so happy that he got from 
in the navy uh, in a in a company not in the military but in a company that serve uh, serve the the ships military ships uh, and um, he it was what he could do the technical things so and uh, we had no car and the boss for him he picked up Richard every morning so for a time it working very good and uh, he was working every day the whole day and but then it started that he was uh, uh, going up in his job. So he st- they started to travel. He, he co- uh, come to travel to other cities to work. And uh, our, uh, when he was not home for maybe one week... That's make those men he was staying with uh, tr- uh, trigger the alcohol. So he was drinking so much and didn't know where he was. And um, and the 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 end of our relationship was that uh, I was working and. Uh, and one day when I come home, he was so very drunk and and very angry and everything. And uh, so I turned around and went out. And uh, and then I I have a store unit with my belongings that I had when my daughter was visiting me. I have a home. In that time, and I have I rent a store unit for my my belongings, so I go there and sleep in the night. And uh, when I come back, he uh, Richard was very very uh, very upset, and he thought that I have been with another man, and. Uh, and he showed me that he have a knife. He said that someone have given him the knife, but I, I, I was thinking that he was stealing. He have stealing this knife somewhere, and uh, it was very, very nice knife. Not a simple nice knife. Uh, some. Uh, you can fold in and it was very sharp I saw and uh, I was frightened that he should do something with a knife on me but he he was only on on, on drugs and uh, I I told him don't let the knife be in this room I say if you go crazy, you should not have the knife in the room. And uh, he took the knife and t- 
to my surprise, he he hid the knife, and that helped me to not be killed. Because I say that to him, and he did it, uh, because he was not so so much toxic just in that time. So he he did what I say, and uh, then. Uh, I didn't know that he had done both drugs and was drinking. And uh, I come back, I I was working daytime. I come back home in in the afternoon and he said, you have a man, he said to me. And um, I, I ignore him and then I go to the bath tub because uh, uh, I wanted to clean me up after the job and then he come and uh, he said I, I don't know where the knives are or I should have sweep out your face he said to me then he he know uh, since the military he knew how to how to fight fight the enemies so he come come over me when I was sitting in the bathtub and he he took my arm and placed it the arm like uh, the other arm was over I can't show you as I only talking but the arm was uh, the one arm was over the other arm and uh, uh, I knew if he took it more back it had been broken of the other arm that was under under the arm and he and he said that and I I was frightened that he should uh, uh, take me under the water so I could manage it to with my foot uh, take away the water took out the water and uh, I have just taken the shampoo in my hair and there I sit with the shampoo in in my hair and uh, a dry bathtub and me nude and I didn't know what I should do because he said, "Tell me his name. Tell, give me his telephone number. Tell his name." And I first I said, "I have no man. I have no. I have no telephone number. I have no name." But I, the more I say that, the more angry he become. So I will. I, I was thinking I can't say that, that doesn't uh, work. So I said to him, if you let me up from the bathtub, I will go and get his telephone number in in my bag, I say, and give you. So he let me out from the bathtub. And then uh, I saw some... Uh, yeah, of course, I didn't have any name or num- telephone number. 
but I saw that it was laying money on the nightstand, and he was laying there in the in the bed, very very drunk, and with drugs. And I told him, I took a, a chance. I said that, i first he asked you why why do you put your clothes on? I say I was freezing after a bath. I say I took a little clothes on me, and then I saw this money on the nightstand, and I say, do you want me to go and and buy? wine for you as I ask him and to my surprise he said that that I could go and get him some bottles of course it was easy to make him say yes also as he wanted to drink more and so I took on me more clothes as I, he knew I should go out. So I went out from the hotel room and uh, I go, I, I, I saw a police car. So I go to the police car and say that, uh, that uh, uh, my, my boyfriend is so very drunk and uh, he don't let me uh, get my bag with uh, with my belongings, my money and everything in my bag. Uh, he refused to give me, so they uh, and I. Uh, I suppose I look very crazy and uh, uh, with this shampoo in the hair and uh, and I saw really rough out that something was going on so they stopped the they stopped the police car and they went out and go to the hotel room and uh, they come they come out with the bag to me uh, i was not allowed to go into the room and uh, and they come out and say that he's not only drunk the, he is full of drugs, he, they say. And uh, they say we are going to take him with us. And uh, we are going uh, to to uh, put him in jail because of the domestic violence. And uh, I didn't want it to, even if it he was close to kill me and hurt me and everything I, I didn't want Richard to to be in jail but they they say something that I didn't know about United States that that uh, it doesn't matter if the woman doesn't want to put charge uh, to say something to the police. The police can, there's a federal uh, law that uh, they can see this situation as dangerous for me.
So I didn't take it to the court. They did take it to the court. And that is very good. That uh, many countries should have this. We don't have that in Sweden. So they they place him in the court and in the jail. And uh, I could uh, rest. I, I could be at the hotel room on my own. And uh, he have hidden many things that uh, my passport was gone and uh, and I found it under the bed he have hide it for me he for me to not leave the leave United States in his uh, toxic mind and uh, and he got uh, he didn't got any jail he he was only a paper that he should not could uh, meet me. Uh, we should not meet each other, and uh, and uh, that that's scaring because it the paper doesn't defend you. They can stand in the corner anyway, and when you uh, go around the corner, they. They are there with a knife or a gun or kill you. So that that's ridiculous, this with a paper. An order that he was not supposed to come close to me. Uh, but he did it anyway. And uh, But uh, the, when I was to the court and... Uh, uh, there was a woman that uh, ha- did the research for uh, women that have been in domestic violence, and uh, and she took me to a shelter for domestic violence women shelter. So I I had a nice place first because there. I have already told you about this shelter. Uh, first it was nice, but then this big black woman that was like uh, looking after us, she started to steal and be evil to me. And so that was not good. But um, I uh, I tell you the rest of the story about Richard. Then um, uh, when he he had to do some weeks in the in the graveyard uh, uh, making clean uh, uh, graveyard, and uh, he was in the evening had to go on angry uh, this uh, class for uh, to take away the anger but in that class I think it was very interesting to have 
come to know this sort of things in United States because uh, we go agreement class those men they were sitting and saying it was the women that call them then telling them then that it was women's that was wrong not them so Richard he was talking to me and he said that uh, they say that uh, it was you that wanted me to go to jail uh, it was you that telling on me and and he have not done anything wrong that's what the class was about they didn't and they didn't make them understand that that uh, they have done wrong those men that were sitting in the class they uh, blame it on all the women so <laughs> that was worthless and um, and then uh, Richard he was uh, as he was a high up military once he could uh, go into the military uh, addiction program recovering program but that's also very very bad because he did it sometimes because he wanted to be free from drinking and drugs and uh, he was uh, to these places he do it by free will and uh, but they only had them for three four weeks and then let him them go that's not enough when you have a drinking and drug problem problem in 25 years like that that in three four weeks should you be clean is i don't know why they uh, uh, was thinking like that they take take forever to be clean and and uh, i have drinking in my life when i was younger but i can still feel uh, that I want to drink but I don't drink because my pancreas is wrong with so if I start to drink I can die so I don't do it but I feel like I want to drink sometimes it never go go away it's only that you you can learn to handle that situation when you feel for drinking you don't drink you ta- take your brain to another place doing something else uh, so it be like the brain be occupied of other things you have to do instead you need to uh, when i was drinking i started to play 10 pin bowling and I was good in bowling and I couldn't uh, couldn't play if I if I was very drunk I was drinking and playing but not so very drunk and then I got the computer and the I couldn't sit on the computer and typing 
if I was drunk. So that took me away. The brain had other things to do than to... Uh, it's dangerous when... It, like uh, now... Uh, when uh, we are... Uh, I record in, in the coronavirus time. And uh, it's very dangerous now because... The addiction people have, it's going worse when they sit at home and and can't be out like before. And uh, so the, uh, their focus is not on other things. And then they started to uh, grow worse and worse in addiction. So it's very bad. That's the enemy to not have other things to do. Uh, uh, other interests and friends to be with that don't drinking and and uh, all this and working of course people don't work do they because of the pandemic so the only thing they do is sitting and drinking at home and or playing games uh, money spending money on games and those things bad things and um, so uh, one day when we sit and talk, he have just, Richard have just coming, coming out from, uh, from those, that uh, rehab, rehab uh, clinics. And uh, we sit and talk and I say to him, what's that for a black mark you have in your forehead on the side of the forehead and he said that it was big as a, a coin and he said that I don't know what it is but that's not a birthmark it started to come for about one year ago and I said to, to him that maybe can be cancer and uh, you need to go to the doctor to see what's going on with that black mark. I say to him, and uh, he was to a doctor and he come to come. Uh, we were on a restaurant and he we sit there and he have a band-aid on, on that side of his head and he's told me he was crying and he said that the doctor say it was cancer and uh, and he said that uh, they took a, a a piece of of the skin and uh, and they find out that i had cancer and the cancer was inside the brain and it's uh, in that that's part of the brain that if they uh, if they try to do the surgery on me, that can be that I be paralyzed in my whole body or be killed. So they can't do it. It's too dangerous to take the cancer away. And they say that it's only six months left I have. He said to me, we didn't live together. We were only dating, he and I. And uh, 
and I took my hand and placed it over his band-aid and I say that doctor has told you that you you're going to die in six months I say but that's the doctor God have not say that I say to him and hold my hand over it and uh, later on uh, he was back to the doctor and and the doctor couldn't find any cancer in in his brain. He was healed from my hand, and he lived. He's uh, he's dead now. He died in two thousand nineteen. So he lived in seventeen years, but he got cancer back after seventeen years. But uh, he got extra time there. Uh, and um, and, uh, and I, I did forget because I have some, some going on now. <coughs> There's some, it's hard to talk sometimes when they're coming over me and uh, it's a long, it's a, a tall man. I, I maybe recorded it uh, in next episode. What's uh, what is what I forget about Richard. Uh, but I tell you that this uh, uh, there was true about his father, because when his father died in 2003 and uh, it w- I c- and Richard come and show me a newspaper and his father's funeral was on two sides of the newspaper it was a military military funeral <coughs> he was up in most high uh, high up in the military, his father and and Re- Richard was very wealthy, and he have a twin sister. He says in the newspaper, his twin sisters, he, uh, he she was a, a spy for for United States. So, in that time of the funeral, she was in Japan, and come back to the funeral. And um, his other sister, she she was a manager for a bank, a big bank in in Virginia Beach. So he had everything going on and good education that he had and everything. But what doesn't it matter when you become addicted that the devil is taking you? And maybe was... Uh, was say that I should be with him to get to let him have 17 years more uh, after the healing maybe I don't know what's there or maybe it was only that I had a place to stay for a a while I get a little rest of not need to be in a shelter at least 
Uh, I don't know, but uh, this man is, is standing here and he wants to say something. And uh, now it's not Richard. He's, uh, he's much taller. Uh, he's extremely tall. Um, and today, uh, earlier today, I said, why can't it come come someone uh, and sister loved ones a loved one that have died uh, from y- uh, yours family so it's uh, it seems like like uh, I think it's from India I think uh, this man is from <laughs> he do that he do it. He he greet me uh, with that kind of style that you do in India. So that that he confirmed that this. But he's very tall, and he, he tell me that he was sick. Uh, he was sick. Uh, uh, this uh, in the brain that make him not could stop growing. So he become very tall. Someone, someone is that listen here know who he, he is. This man, he's not old. He's a. Uh, it's hard to know. Thirty, he said to me. So when he passed away, he was thirty, and. Uh, He's showing me this uh, turban, turban, this on the head, and it's a uh, orange, orange uh, to gold, uh, maybe orange and with gold, glimmering things in there, and uh, and he have the same, like a. a, a not a dress, a rock, uh, the cute coat, uh, this uh, long down to the knees uh, with this orange, light orange, uh, almost too yellow. And uh, he say he was like a prince or he's called a prince. And uh, is there something you want to tell? So, oh, his, uh, it's not long time ago since he, he passed away because he telling me to tell his mother. So it was not long ago he passed away. Uh, he said, tell my mother to not be worried. I'm just fine. You have this dark hair. You have no gray hair. So he's young. Uh, there is a, uh, there is places here. Um, 
It's a. I pray for you. From heaven, he prayed for his family, and especially for my mother. She, I was the only child. I was, I was the only son. And uh, he, she's still are crying every day for me. But you will have to tell her that I'm fine. Everything is fine. And and she is praying for me, but I pray for her. So that tell me that he's telling me that uh, those up in heaven they know so they know about us on earth so they uh, are concerned many times about what how we live our life here on earth <coughs> and uh, as they is talking now um, as, uh, as, as we are so we we have so joyful and we are so happy in heaven we don't want want you to cry and feel sad for us we want you to be like like us in heaven to be joyful and peaceful and and be happy and not be sad and bitter and not thinking what could have been that we are in a nice place now and uh, and uh, that uh, make us go in imbalance here in heaven when we see you uh, when you see your sadness it's a uh, when you are thinking about holding your baby in your arm and that baby is no more on earth and uh, you should think that that uh, you're in peace they are here and have this joy that we have and not we are not longing for to come back to earth so why do you try to make us come back to earth you should not manifestate us to earth let us be in heaven with everything we have here don't try to confirm us we want to tell you that uh, if you confirm confirm on earth that they can't be in peace in heaven because they are between heaven and earth if you 
Yes, uh, I know that. That uh, that's what Jesus have said. That also, that uh, when Jesus have coming through, he he'd say that he don't want people to pray to him, because they manifest state Jesus on earth, and uh, he can't do what he have to do in heaven, because you pull him the whole time to earth and he he have gone away he's not on earth anymore so why do you pull him the whole time uh, we have things to do in heaven and my my work in heaven say this man young man he says for to to pray for my mother and pray for all those people that is around her that that I focus on on them from heaven and I can't do that job so well and I can't enjoy to be here in heaven if you the whole time Pull me, pull me, pull me down to earth. You have to move on. You have to move on with your life. In time we go in to see each other. There will be a time. It's, it's not a long time on earth. So you are soon here. It's a... He's saying some names, a name now he's saying, like, it's hard for me to say, because it's uh, in India, he's saying, like, France, I'd say a, a little, not so clear, so you, you maybe understand that name. He said, Francel. He take R very clear. Francel. I don't know. But that's what he's saying. Um, I don't know what name that is. But that's what he's saying. Oh, now I say something else that is hard to get it. Get it. Get it. He said, I don't know what it is. That's the hardest that uh, when they come in through and then they, they are from another place, another country. So, I thank you for, for telling us about to not manifestate. He don't like this, uh, that they have picture of him. Uh, a picture of him on the wall and it's okay, but... But his mother is sitting there and put a light 
a candle yeah, candle at his picture and he, she prayer and it's like she's praying to him in the picture and that's so very wrong because it make him be pulled down to earth to be manifested more to to earth than to heaven and uh, he can't be between either am I on earth or or else I am in heaven there is not nothing between there but you make me be between there so I can never I can't enjoy heaven if you do that the whole time he say that he really mean what he's talking now. He's not angry, but he want to man steadfast it, hammer it into your mind that you don't sit like that with a candle in front of his picture and thinking if he could have been here today and what should have been when if he have been here and that he feel it in heaven and it's make it so hard for him you should only thinking that he have come into joy is at home the real home because we only borrow from god our children, our loved ones. There is nothing that we own. God owns everyone. So that's what he's saying. So I thank you for coming and talking about it. What's going on. Thank you. Thank you for having listen to my podcast and I hope I learn you I teach you something uh, every time I hope so or else uh, my visitor my guests in the podcast teach you so God bless you God loves you and I love you too Thank you for listening.